Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Scott Needham, Amazon seller. And I really hope that every episode that I share with you, 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 you pick up something actionable that like, you know, you can change your business tomorrow. So uh, we want to focus in on all things on uh, making the your Amazon selling account just better. We want bigger revenue. And we want to, today we're actually going to think international in a way that I have not brought up. And I have with me uh, someone who I, I've seen her name uh, far and wide. And so really happy to finally uh, connect with uh, her. Uh, so I've got Yana, uh, I actually don't know how to spell it, say your last name, Krekic? Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Krekic, it's Krekic. I got it, I got okay. it. Yes. Okay, no worries. Um, so uh, with YLT translations, and I don't know anyone else that like really uh, uh, specializes in this specific service. And um, when we were connecting uh, the other day, uh, a lot of really cool action items that I, I didn't really consider. So welcome, Yana. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. It's my pleasure. I've heard great things about you and your podcast. Oh, sure. Happy, happy from tons of people I, I spoke with. So I'm really okay. happy um, you caught in touch with me. Okay. Well, uh, keep spreading the good word. <laughs> no. um, so um, I, uh, let's see, we, we started our... Uh, private label to go international just a few months ago. Um, and I actually haven't really jumped into what we've done to, uh, you know, to translate these pages, but like, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, I guess like the beginning, like why you, uh, you know, why you need to translate and why you need to think more about, uh, than just, you know, just like a Google translate basically. Right. So that's a, that's a very common question, especially uh, from, let's say, a U.S. seller or like U.S. seller's point of view is that why should I take care of my content and why should I just use someone who knows how to create content in a different language? Well, the answer is pretty simple. And that is, would you like to sound like Chinese sellers selling in the U.S. marketplace? Like, would you like your content to sound like that? Um, so I, I don't think so. And that's basically what the majority does uh, to their listings when they use machine translation. Um, and then even sellers, they just wonder like, well, why do I get some keywords in this translation? So like when you use machine translation, and I'm sure everyone has been abroad or at least like to Mexico, and then you don't understand what they're saying, then you go to Google Translate, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. So you apply the machine translation directly to your listings. And then this content does not reflect your actual content. Um, what's really important is that you should connect to your target audience. And the content in foreign language is as important as it's the content in English in the US marketplace. Yeah. So how did how did you get into this space? So basically, I, I have background in languages. I am a certain How many languages do you speak? I speak five languages. All right. Uh, yeah. Rattle them off. Okay. They are German, French, English, Norwegian, Danish, and Serbian, which is my native. So I guess six. Okay. Basically. Awesome. Well, um, you're, you're, uh, for, for speaking six languages, your English is pretty solid. So I'll, I'll take your word <laughs> for it. Uh, Thank you. I, I actually speak English mostly. Uh, I speak uh, Spanish and I started learning Italian 
because I got married to someone uh, that uh, she speaks Italian and she's more persuasive in getting me to, to <laughs> than, than I, the, nice. she, she, she knows nothing of Spanish and has no interest. So um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy learning it. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, uh, I actually cut you off right when you were in your story, cause I just wanted it. So how did yeah, you, so basically, yeah. yeah, basically I got my bachelor's and master's in languages and literature. And then I somehow ended up like working for this, uh, startup in Denmark. And it was just like four of us at the beginning. Uh, they were doing cell phone equipment. They were like an online shop. And at that point, I was 21 and I didn't know much. This was like a long time ago. I'm not going to say how, how, how many years, but long, long, long time ago. And then this is like how I got my first like experience like with e-commerce. And basically, uh, fast forward to a couple of years later, they were a very big company uh, leading e-commerce in Europe. Uh, they had like over 400 employees. They were doing cross are selling in different like 14 different countries and I was their COO so I kind of yeah. got like a long way from I was like initially doing the customer service and then I built my way to like oh, wow. a higher position it was a really really good um it was a really good opportunity for me to learn absolutely everything for e-commerce because when you start in like a, this like little startup you basically go through all these departments yeah. that you would not usually you know have the opportunity to like work in every single department because you have like already a developed company uh so we basically built all this together with the owner and it was absolutely amazing and then i got into business development like i did like international expansion going to different countries opening company branches it was very exciting and then about like 12 years ago i came across amazon because they opened their account on amazon now so nobody was basically interested in amazon in the company because they were doing amazingly well on the on their um in, in their online shops and they're okay. like we don't want to like use amazon as a sales channel so i asked them like so can you play around with this like you know a new sales channel i think it's kind of cool so um they also wanted to expand at that point they were doing germany france spain and the uk and i was like okay let's see what we can do here and i saw the content was terrible and then i reached out to somebody in customer care and i was like hey can you do the translations just kind of in a more native way so it sounds better and at that time they're like there was no helium 10 there were no specific yeah. tool so we did like the keyword planner from from google ads and we actually integrated all that and we started getting some results like people were you know like um going to the listing pages or like impressions click through rates and i'm like okay this actually makes sense um and uh shortly after that i quit my job and i decided to do my own thing mostly because my boss was an asshole so thank oh. you uh and i decided i never want to work for anybody else in my life yeah um and I decided to start my own thing. And then I think, I think, I think most listeners to this show are probably can can relate to that. And I think most of them are like, you know, owner operators. So uh, right? we, can, yeah. we can relate. It's uh it's certainly life-changing when you're like, hey, I may never actually have to work for anyone again. Um, but now you, you may actually have a different set of bosses. Uh if you think about it this way, like, you know, you have to serve your employees now. Yes, that's true. And it's really challenging. And, but from what I know is like, I literally try to do everything, uh, 100% opposite from my ex boss. 
and my employees, okay. I think they're they're happy. I really try to make them happy. And um and I have just this guidance not to be like Max Boss. And this is a really good uh role model, like the anti-role model I yeah. have. So, yeah. okay, so now th- uh, then you get into, you know, uh, what I guess is your company, YLT, um, and, you know, providing translation services on listings. I think you said something very Oh, actually, we did not start with that. That oh, was kind okay. of a little bit of a, yeah. So we started with like um, e-commerce, like general, like we would do like translations, like SEO optimized websites for Shopify for like tons of stores, like all sorts of content and also Amazon. But it was like a small portion of that. I was just like, let me just throw this in because I know how to train people for this. And then we can offer that among other e-commerce, you know, um, content that we can do. And then we started getting like more and more like Amazon inquiries. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I didn't expect this to happen. And then I decided to just kind of migrate my whole website which was then dedicated for like for e-commerce general to another uh then domain which ended up with net and i just loved this wildtranslations.com which basically was getting a lot of traffic and i made it into an amazon dedicated website and i was yeah. like i don't know if this is going to be a good idea or not but i'm just going to do it i just you know couldn't really follow your guts i'm like i just think this is going to be very interesting and this is how we basically landed um a couple of first clients because they were really happy that we kind of niche down to amazon and you know this is how slow slowly things started unfolded for us yeah um so um okay now there's a few things i really want to uh uh piece apart that like i, I really to like hone in why people should consider uh, yeah. languages differently and and even like just cultures differently uh for example like you know uh should you translate something from the u.s to the uk and yeah. um you gave a compelling reason that like hey you know some products actually do need to get translated because of the word choices are so different um and especially if you're uh uh, going for SEO, like you have to like yeah. understand that UK is different for SEO. Um, Absolutely. Do you mind highlighting a little bit on that? Yeah, that's a really good question because I think that, you know, like US sellers don't think about that. They're like, well, everyone speaks English. English is English, no matter where you are. And that's a completely wrong uh, approach because like we've just recently had a seller. She was selling diapers in the US and she was like selling baby diapers, but she wanted to just use the same listing for her UK marketplace. And she basically was ranking for the wrong keywords because uh, they don't use the word diapers for, for kids' diapers in the UK. They use actually nappies. Diapers are something you would like put with adult diapers. So she was like ranked for completely wrong product and she was losing a lot of time, a lot of money. Uh, the, 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 you know, the famous um, honeymoon period was not actually, you know, doing anything good yeah. for her. And it, you know, there are like so many like uh, nuances, like uh, like in the States, like some of the keywords were connected with like diapers, changing station. Like you don't have that in the UK. That would not mean anything. It's not a keyword. Or um, they would say changing bag, not the diaper bag. Also, what's very important and what a lot of US sellers don't realize is that you have to use some of the 
uh, Spanish keywords in your backends, in your listings, because of the majority of the Hispanic population living in the States. And basically, if you look like, let's say if you just like go to hidden 10 and like type in like diaper bag, you're going to see like tons of like highly search volume keywords in Spanish. Now, you're not going to see that in the UK because, I mean, that they don't have like a Hispanic uh, population that is as big as in the US. So, you know, like people don't think about these things, but you're missing out on like a lot of opportunities. And if you're just going to leave the US keywords the way they are and present them to UK audience, yeah. you're not going to be, you know, targeting the yeah. right audience with the right keywords, definitely. Yeah, no. So you're just making a case again against just like copying something straight over because... Yeah. Uh, the secondary language in England is is certainly going to be different. Is there a secondary language in uh, England that like you think is worth uh, looking into? No, not really. Like none of like there there's nothing secondary, you know, so of that sort okay. in Europe. Like you would just like if you expand to Germany, don't use any other language in the in backends. If maybe there's a product, there's maybe something in French origin of this product or the word, then maybe. But usually it's not rule of thumb to use other languages in Europe. But yeah. for, let's say it's from Canada. Like I would not recommend translating it to French Canadian because still like the, the English speaking population is bigger, but you should put French keywords in backends for all of your Canadian listings. Uh -huh. This is my, you know, top uh, advice. Yeah. And of course the metric system, especially if you're a US seller, you're selling something that's like, maybe the size is important and it's in inches, especially on you know, like pictures or like the description, you have to change that in centimeters and meters because the metric system is different. So this is yeah. also something people don't think about um, and cost you um, i i came across that a little bit when i was looking at like so someone was complaining to me about like that she she moved to norway and she's like you just can't get like you know the same food items she can't she'd have a hard right. time ba yeah. baking or whatever and that jumped me into a world where like there are a lot of uh, packaging restrictions um, mm -hmm. regarding at least grocery where like it has to be in the native language that the packaging um, has to be translated so that locals can understand it because of, I guess of how, you know, how important it is to know exactly what you're eating. Absolutely. Um, you know but, what's interesting? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, but like um, now, do you see often people just using, you know, their same English packaging for all the European uh, uh, markets when they probably should also be translating that? So let me just uh, circle back to Norway for, for a yeah. quick moment, because I think it's a really good example because um, Norway, Sweden, like basically the whole like Northern Europe, like Scandinavian countries have the highest rate of English speaking population. Mm -hmm. And if they like want to like, you know, make a packaging in their own language, this means that even people who are like very comfortable with English would definitely love to see something written in Norwegian or in their languages as well. Now, when it comes to products who are like being shipped throughout the Europe or like pan-European uh, whole like prog program, you, you now have to have the translation of the packaging to uh, the, the language of the country you're sending it to. Otherwise, it will stop at customs and it would not reach the warehouse over there. So now like 
Amazon has been like really like composing this role. It's been around forever, but Amazon doesn't seem to kind of be was pushing it like, you know, um, couple of years ago, but ever since last year, uh, this has been uh, obligatory to have on the back of your uh, product. You, a lot of sellers use like peel and seal it labels. You don't have to translate everything, but what people usually do now is like they just translate it to like five languages or six languages, like the whole pan-European area, and they just ship their products, whatever they whatever they they, they want. Um, otherwise, they will stop the, the products at customs. We've had sellers that experience that, and pe- then they, they reach out and they're like, you know, like, I didn't know about that, but this is what we should do now. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. That's uh, certainly a lot to consider. Um, and... Um, but then again, like also you said something about the English, uh, sorry, so going to England in that like your SEO uh, has to be considered differently. Like you do have to like look at like what people would be searching in that country. Uh, yes. Do um, uh, do you use uh, tools for, for this or uh, what's Yeah, the- of course. Like our favorite software is Helium 10. They, uh, they have like, uh, international marketplaces, uh, keyword research available. So you can do all the research there. Yeah. And one of the mistakes that I also see what sellers do is like, they, they just take the tr- keywords, whatever they are in the U S they put it in Google translate or they, they give it to like a regular translator just to translate it to right. another language. And they put it in the new uh, so, content of that language. Well, which why, is wouldn't, really- why wouldn't you just use a regular translator? Uh, because regular translators, so, okay, so for keywords, uh, you cannot use regular translators because they don't know how to do keyword research for a new marketplace on Amazon. Like you have special tools that provide keyword research uh, on different languages for different marketplaces. If you, let's say, translate um, a keyword, which is like um, diaper bag or like diaper travel bag, it doesn't mean that people in Germany or anywhere like Japan or anywhere else will will search for this product in that same particular way. So it doesn't mean that if you translate this keyword as it is, like same long term keyword, two, three different words, it doesn't mean that it's actually a keyword on the new marketplace. And that's why you have to do the keyword research from scratch and not translate your keywords. Because a lot of times you will not get anything. You will not get optimized copy. You will just going to get translation word by word. And this is not something you want to do like with your listings. Word by word translations with regular translators uh, could be used in like follow-up email or I don't know, something which is kind of more tech or more basic. Yeah. You know, you create a new sales copy and you need someone who knows how Amazon works. You said something. And other lengths. Like Sorry, uh, you said something that Germany um, uh, often, you know, like uh, invents words or like maybe like people yeah. just like uh, will, will be very like different about how they like talk about like a product. Oh, yeah. Like, for instance, like also just like talking about the German style, like U.S. style is like very salesy and fluffy and they're like you push people into buying a product uh, and my product is amazing. But like Germans, they, they hate it. They don't want you. They don't want um, you to tell them that they need this product or, you know, this will bring you back to your childhood memories, whatever. You know, like they don't like that. They're like really like straight up business, like um, 
like how does your problem how does your product solve my problems what are the benefits also like i don't know if people know this i mean a lot of sellers don't know this and it's really important to emphasize that out of all international marketplaces out there like mexico all international like europe all of them germany gives out the most refunds so if people don't understand the content, if people don't understand your product, what the, what the car, what the product does, they will return it. You know, They're like the the return rate is insanely big. Really, people get really confused a lot of times. Yes, oh, and people sorry. expect something on your product, and if you don't deliver what you say in that content, if you have machine translation, if you have something which is kind of slightly confusing, people are also highly unlikely not going to buy it, especially yeah. if you're like baby products, beauty products, um, supplements, anything that's kind of like has to do with any sort of ingredients you don't understand. You don't understand how to apply the skin, like the skin cream or something like that. Yeah. People are going to like be, you know, really puzzled by that and be just like, Hey, so if this content is this weird, maybe it's not like a high quality product as they say it is. So yeah. Germans can be really picky and you really have to have different style and different approach to this audience. Um, I've got one way to relate. Uh, so I, I, I lied. I, I do speak a little bit of German too. I, I studied in class and you know they combine these words in a, in a really complicated way. And I once uh, learned... The uh, wait, did you say you speak German? Yeah, I do. So I once learned uh, how to say, uh, and this is like just an example yeah. of, of of why German is so different. Uh, like, what's the speed bump? So the way that they 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 call a speed bump is uh, is they 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 mush like four words together. Yeah. It's Geschwindigkeitsreduzierende uh, Bodenwelle. Ah, yeah, yeah, Geschwindigkeit, yeah, it's like the literally like re the reducing of the uh, of the power by which you like step up on, like it's crazy. Like Germans use, uh, like you can use one word and I had this, I cannot, I cannot remember it, but like, uh, at my prosperous talk, I had this, like this big word. It's like the longest word in, in German language and it means some sort of like, uh, like, uh, insurance for something. And it's like, a. I think a 35 letter word and it's like a big chunky word, but it's not like rarely used, which is like ridiculous. They use it like everywhere, like in all the paperworks and everything. It's not a weird word, but that makes me want to jump back into German and like learn more about like this. I words. love German. I love it. I mean, I had like, I first found it very disgusting, but then once I figured it out, how it works and like, you know, all the, compound words and everything i just dived into it i i, I love german so much but uh, but it's it is very difficult um because first of all because all these compound words which are you know part of like everyday language and second of all like you know i mean also you, you've learned german you know how the verb comes at the very end yeah so like um how they work is like you have like little like pre prefixes, like parts of verb. So literally like when they say window, you have to wait till the end of sentence. So here is it like to open or close the window. You would not know what they want you to do. So like this language works in very much like different way than, than English. 
And also like when it comes to these tools and doing keywords and such, like for German, when it says word count uh, in the results for long tail keywords, you have to put it number one there because you would not get like tons of these compound words that are actually derived from two or three words in English put into one in German, which are quite common to be very, very highly um, uh, highly ranked and highly converting keywords. So this is like something that's interesting for all these tools because none of them are actually, even though they offer international results, like none of them are actually uh, made for German or other languages yeah. apart from English. Right. So, um, oh shoot, I, uh, I, we didn't consider any of this. Well, maybe we did, but we just didn't want to do it. We were kind of being lazy when we were uh, going international. Um, what's like, at what point does it make sense? Uh, do you think to, to, to really like, uh, optimize international listings? Um, so you mean, what is it? Uh, Wait, like, is this, is this, at is this at launch? Is this like, uh, uh -huh. just before the product arrives in the country or. Right. So I would say like anywhere between, yeah, I would say uh, a month before you launch your product is it's a good time for you to, you know, to get the work done. Uh, you don't want to do your listings and then wait for your VAT registration because um, it's probably going to be like five or six months. And then a lot of things can change in those six months. And you don't want to be, you know, kind of non-relevant for some more important keywords at that point. Um, usually, even when you do like translation work, when you do handle your content in another language, it is advised that you basically optimize it every six or seven months. I think like 2% of sellers do that, unfortunately. But uh, basically, when you first launch the products, I would say like a month before you are about to launch, this is when you get your content done. Because uh, yeah. that's probably like one month like window, nothing is going to happen with the, with the keywords and, and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, I think we're close to that. Um, so maybe uh, I was talking about uh, earlier with you that, you know, you, you will give uh, people, you know, a free audit on their international yeah, listing. Absolutely. So yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, from like 90% of sellers that ask us, so can you check this like listing? It's not great. Like 90% of them have used Google Translate. Like it's, it's crazy. Really? And it's like, yeah. And it's sad at the same time, because like, those are the sellers that are doing like seven, eight figures, like doing an amazing job in the US, but they fail miserably in Europe. Uh, not just because like, okay, like when you launch your product, like content, whatever content you have, you're going to get some sales because it's like just kind of one piece of like a bigger puzzle. But like six and seven months, like after you launch your product, you're start going to get, you're going to, you're going to get like bad results because of your content. Maybe your reviews are also going to go um, low because people don't understand what you're talking about. You know, here, here's a side question. Uh, does, does your company, do you guys manage uh, Amazon advertising in foreign countries? No, we don't do advertising. We just do because, content. Because that's a very uh, keyword centric yes. thing as well. You it know. is. We can do keyword research for, for, for PPC campaigns as well. We do have partners that we work with. Okay. They manage clients, but we don't manage any, uh, any PPC or, or any. Right, right. Campaign. Just because like. That's also very important because you yeah. also want to get like right keywords, you know, to, to bid on, not the wrong ones. Definitely. Right. 
That, that would be certainly funny to try and manage uh, ads in a, when you don't even know exactly what the words oh, mean. Oh, but people do that. Like, a lot of people do that. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'd actually have a lot of fun doing it. I don't know if I'd be very good, but I think it'd be fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I, if, especially if I'm using someone else's money. Um, oh, yeah, that, especially that. <laughs> Cool. Well, um, I, you, you've given us, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, interesting things. I think that really takes it home is that you just don't want to sound like, you know, you don't want to sound like a Chinese seller. You don't want to sound like, uh, someone that just like clearly doesn't understand. And then you also don't want to get a high return rate in Germany. Uh, so, uh, I mean, like returns really like they eat straight at your bottom line. They're, they're not fun. Um, so, well, um, Yana, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and talking about it. Um, I, so you are offering a free audit to any listener, uh, that mentions, uh, the podcast, um, how can they take you up on that? So you can definitely, uh, send me an email or you can fill out the form on our website. Uh, I'm always available on LinkedIn. I share like tons of like really good content. Everything is basically related to Amazon content and national expansion. And if you guys are wondering when is the right time to go and expand elsewhere, it could be either a, if you are having problems in the U S marketplace, you want to get additional sales. Maybe you want to exit your business, but you haven't hit the mark yet. Maybe international marketplaces are going to be the right for you since we have some sellers that are basically making the same revenue they are making in the U.S. on the whole European uh, marketplaces. Uh-huh. Or B, you can be like very successful in the U.S. and you just want to like, you know, expand everywhere and also like increase um, your revenue. So basically, I think it is a great opportunity for a lot of sellers. It's definitely not for everyone. Uh, but I, I just think that more and more sellers are expanding ever since uh, COVID and very, very big brands have decided it's also a good idea. And I personally think uh, that you're leaving money on the table in most cases if you're not tackling like other marketplaces, could be Mexico, could be Canada, but there are like really great opportunities out there and people have to just, you know, dig deeper a little bit and explore them and just you know, have an open mind. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, uh, cool. So it's, it's yLTtranslations.com. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, uh, hit up Yana um, and make sure that if you go internationally, you do it right. Uh, no one wants to do uh, a job that you kind of have to fix later on. Um, uh, thank you so much for all the, that you shared. And I, I, I think that it sells itself. Like if you, if you need translations, and you want to really think like e-commerce focus that, you know, you guys have a good offering. Um, uh, so uh, I, we'll, we'll, wrap, we'll wrap up there. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. If, if you know anyone that's going international, make sure you share this episode with them. Um, and so we can uh, pass it along. Um, any, any final words, Yana? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think every listing can be improved and, yeah. That's it. Reach out and we'll so have you to take a look. Even if you're like U.S. listings, we'll tell you what can be improved and you can try it always to do that on your cool. own. I'm happy to give any advice that you can apply to your business without using any service. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, uh, 
now really finished. Thanks, everyone. Uh, and uh, make, sure you, you make sure you subscribe, and I'll uh, catch you later. One, two, three. Woo!